T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Today, the New England Patriots will be sitting on their collective rear ends enjoying the bye week as we've now crossed into uh, part two of the NFL season here. Week 10 is already underway where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks are scoreless with about a minute to go in the first quarter over in that football hotbed, Munich, Germany. It's Gresh Keefe and Wiggy here with you until 1 o'clock, right up till the kickoff here on the mainland. Although I guess that would only work for Hawaii and Alaska to say mainland. Yeah, okay. we're, we're here in the, in the mainland and uh, like one good 1 o'clock game. But, you know, we can't, beggars can't be choosers. This week. Yeah, there's a tough slate Ooh, there for God. some of them. This is the first yeah. trash week in the NFL, yeah. is it not? It, and, and it started with a bang on Thursday with uh, <laughs> Atlanta, Carolina. <laughs> How about Set the game that? of football back Jesus. about 10 years. Uh, Wiggs, what's your, uh, yeah. your thoughts on that Thursday night game? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just so happy that it takes me forever to find <laughs> yeah. uh, prime video. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the Thursday night was, uh, did the I think the Celtics or the Bruins played, so that was another way for me to yeah, watch us. Yeah, take your mind off it and i get there. and what usually happens thursday night i they sprinkle in a college football game oh yeah, oh, yeah. so i figure I, I, I can never find it and i'm not wasting my time looking for it so i'll watch whatever <laughs> other college football was on mm-hmm. i was gonna say wigs maction during the week in the month of november yeah. like it might not be the best games but right. it's a game on right. and right. it's better than some of the stuff yeah. that we'd be watching like what the nfl has uh, been producing like central michigan versus buffalo yeah, I, was like, yeah, I was like i'd rather watch that than uh, there. <laughs> Carolina and Atlanta. Maction, you end up at least getting some points. So they've gone yeah. to the end of the first quarter. Seattle and Tampa scoreless. So for those who are invested scoreless. in that game right. from a uh, fantasy standpoint, yeah, not much. Not only do you have uh, some good teams that are on the bye and uh, injuries everywhere, good grief. We don't know if Josh Allen's going to play. There's a lot to get to, and we will uh, peel that apart, obviously, as uh, we get you ready for week 10 in the NFL. And, of course, it is the exact halfway point for the Patriots this year. They are 5-4, and four, and... Um, David Andrews practiced on Wednesday, which is good. We haven't heard Hyde. We haven't. Re- what's the deal with Devontae Parker, Christian Barmore, Damian Harris? It kind of feels like this is the perfect stop down time to at least try to reload the injured guys on your roster. Yeah, I think sort of uh, hit the reset a little bit. You know, it a perfect time to have the bye week smack yeah. down in the middle of the season. We've had some years where they've had it like week five or whatever, like way too or early. Or week 14 <laughs> yeah, or something the end crazy. Of it. So, like, right in the middle is good. And, 
you just started to see some of these other injuries pile up. Uh, obviously, they dealt with the Mac Jones injury for a couple of weeks. We've seen him for, for a couple of weeks, so he has a little bit more time to sort of uh, rest up. But, yeah, some of those guys, the David Andrews one seemed to be the most impactful one, Wiggy, mm-hmm. just because all of a sudden Cole Strange like forgot how to play because he didn't have like, a real center next to him. And I think the trickle-down effect with Andrews was worse than – Really, any of the other ones that we've seen so far, like Damian Harris, okay, fine. You got Ramondre Stevenson; he's great. Mm-hmm. Any of the receivers, fine. They're all kind of interchangeable. Even Barmore, you'd love to have him out there, but they're you know other guys have been able to step up and, and play. So, but the Andrews one is the guy that they need the most for the second half. Well, it's crazy that Andrews, and I think he's you know when you think about what he does, is able to make a lot of the calls, set protections, mm-hmm. and but I think it might be. Is Cole Strange kind of hitting that wall when it comes to because it, it just can't all be the guy next to you, right? Right. Some of those individual battles you're just losing, right? Oh, Quinn and Williams beat his ass. Right. I yeah. mean, there's no other well, way around Quinn, it. Yeah. yeah they play him this next Sunday. Yeah, that's Quinn and Williams. <laughs> yeah. But then even against uh, the Colts, you weren't you didn't yep. look that great. No. So yeah, I, I think uh, David Andrews is obviously a, a, a big one. And then you factor and you start to look at. Because your team is kind of built on running the football, you know, the old yeah. line, you want to make sure that you have guys, especially that with a guy like Andrews, not not just about protections, but making sure that their blocking scheme is very good. Yeah. Who would have thought that even though Isaiah Wynn has played completely terrible this year, that losing David Andrews for two games would have a bigger impact across the board? Yeah. I mean, it just, because it, it felt like they had gotten by a little bit with. Making up for bad tackle play, or at least bad mm-hmm. Isaiah Wynn play. Put a tight play. end like over there. Yeah, you can, they, right. you can scheme it up a little bit. It seems worse because now you're putting in a much worse center, and then mm-hmm. the guards seem to be playing a little bit worse. And you're right, the matchups weren't ideal, right? The Jets have a really good defensive front. Yeah. Right. And so do the Colts. Like, the right. Colts have a good defensive that, front, too. Buckner's the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's good. He probably is every bit as impactful as Quinn Williams. But Quinn Williams does it for a team that is really rooted in defense and has shown a pulse this year, the Jets, yeah. whereas the Colts, on the other hand, right. they're they're pulling guys off TV to but come coach the team. It's true. But it's like the Patriots offense has enough issues yeah. just mm-hmm. calling plays and executing plays that when you sprinkle in bad offensive line play, it's uh, yeah. like, where, where, where the hell are we even going to go? Yeah, and, and, and that... And I think when you start to look at the identity of their football team, that is a team that really wants to run the football... It's probably a little bit, you know, I always wonder when you talk to linemen, you go, what's easy to do, run block or pass block? It seems like, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it's always easier, they seem like, to run block. But, you know, for the most part, the pass protection, unless you're bringing a team that uses a bunch of different exotic looks and a bunch of different games and twists. And I never understand, it is not that hard to pass off like this twist, right? So you start to look at these teams and you go, well, they can – Look good in the run, but why can't they pass protect? Right, you, you know it's right. like it. It isn't really that difficult. Like I remember we had we talked to Bill on the Greg Hill show, and it's just like, all right, when we are not doing well, it's just guys are getting beat individually. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a how much is it becomes a personnel issue versus a scheme on what the O-line coach, and I'm making air quotes, would be doing. Well, Wiggs, I think they have proven that trying to block with five is a futile exercise unless the ball is coming out quick, real quick. Yeah. So that's like a personnel we, issue. Well, yeah. It, well, Feels I, like it. I think it's a personnel issue, but it becomes a coaching issue when here it is, first and ten, first play of the game, let's put the quarterback in shotgun, 
boom, here we go, and you try to block it with five and guys get beat. Like on some level, there's got to be a marrying of sort of what the offensive coordinator would call versus what you can do. And it feels like they've been trying to square peg, round hole it. And, mm-hmm. and I think you had a great line there of the O-line coach in air quotes mm-hmm. because we've used the line around here for many years Bill, the GM, is hurting Bill, the coach. Well, Matt, the offensive line coach, is hurting the offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. because apparently the offensive coordinator hasn't gotten the message to the offensive line coach that when it seems like it's five and you're trying to work deeper routes down the field, they've been really ineffective in blocking it. And a lot of it does fall on Isaiah Mm -hmm. Wynn. Everybody across the board hasn't been completely terrible, but it's a concept that they still are forcing on this team that they don't seem like they're equipped to be able to handle. Where are they? You know, I don't have the numbers in front of me as far as when you look at them giving up sacks. Like, are they at the bottom in the league? Because, you know, Trent Brown, when they got him, they were like, all right, they got a great offensive line. You know, look at Trent Brown. You know, no one touched Brady. And, And I think we talked about this with Russell Wilson. Is it that they have fallen off the cliff that bad? I think we were all kind of out on Isaiah Wynn anyways. But the rest of those guys, did they kind of fall out um, per, uh, like skill set? Why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Did, uh, when you get that bad, did Trent Brown get that bad? Did, you know, is Cole Strange, all right, he's a rookie. David Andrews and whoever your right tackle is, are they – that bad physically that they can't block one-on-one no more? I mean, right now, it, there are guys that have given Isaiah Wynn trouble that really should yeah, be I think they're for in tenth. his career. I think they're tied for 10th in sacks. Well, I got here no, from – well, I, I got uh, sacks per pass attempt. Like okay. Chicago is at 17.55%. They're by far the worst in the NFL. But New England is 22nd in the league in sacks per pass attempt yeah. at 8.27%. So, ten, so but it's, yeah, like if you flip yeah, it, yeah. right? So, so, so they're in the bottom 10. 22. Two sacks. Yeah. Okay. So they've played nine games, is it? No, mm-hmm. no, no. They've played, yeah, nine games, mm-hmm. and their quarterback has been sacked 22 times. So 15 of those are Mac Jones, six Bailey Zappi, and one Brian Hoyer. Right. And, so, and believe it or not, there are a couple of good teams that are on here in terms of the sacks per pass attempt. Like Tennessee is uh, next to last in the league. They're barely above Chicago. But, like, the Giants are on here. Some of that is because of the way they run their offense. Right, but when you um, when you look. But Philadelphia and Cincinnati are in here as well. Well, below Cincinnati, because they can't of, figure out. They can't figure out the O-line they either. They can't do it. Right, but when you look at, like, you know, quarterback and getting sacked, right? Yeah. So is it, A, the personnel of the O-line? Is it B, the scheme where, you know, teams are just out-scheming them? And then C, is it the quarterback maybe holds the ball a little bit too long in some of those plays and you go, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. When, you, when you start to – when you start, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably, across the board. It's probably all of it. Remember a couple weeks ago I asked Tom Kern what's Mac Jones good at right now? Mm-hmm. And he said taking sacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but he meant it as like, you know, it, you know not turning it over more, I guess. Right. I, don't, I don't – yeah, because you look at some of the quarterbacks – that have been sacked more than Mac Jones, and it's kind of all over the place. It's some guys that are trying to keep plays alive, like mm-hmm. Justin Fields. Right. It's other guys that just have horrible offensive lines. Right. So it really is probably a mix because we've seen them get beat by a three-man rush yep. with mm-hmm. five guys blocking. So like, what is that? Like that, right. that's on those offensive linemen. Right. That's yeah. the personnel yeah, you yeah, have yeah. there. But also, 
Matt Patricia has to be a guy you look at because if he's coaching the O-line and he's calling the plays, mm-hmm. you kind of have to know what you have. Right. Like what do you think you can actually run without getting your quarterback killed? Well, and, that, so. and that's where I think, Gresh, you bring up the point of the five-man protection versus like a six- or seven-man mm-hmm. protection. And now if you know, you know, because when you think about guys being on an island, generally it's the outside guys. It's the tackles, Tackle, right? Yep. But now once you start adding in, the only way you, you can really help those guys out is now you have to either bring in a tight end or you have to have a running back chip. So what that means is now you take guys out of the route. So now you're taking, you know, potentially players out of the route. If you're saying, all right, tight end, I want you to chip. What are you going to do, chip and run mm-hmm. to the flat? That's about as best you can do. Same with the running back. So I think it, it now has to become we have to look at what can we do well. All right, so if your O-line is struggling, then maybe you just go with the quick game. And, you know, whether that's, you know, the quick game, just say, all right, we're going to have five-man protections now. It's up to the quarterback to spit the ball out quickly. Mm-hmm. That was Jets' second half. First drive, Jets' second half. Boom, ball's getting out quick, drove it down the field. Ramondre had a big run. And that, that one of the things that, uh, Wiggs, that uh, Keith and I talked about this week was Ty Montgomery still being out. Mm-hmm. And it's not the actual player, Ty Montgomery. It's what he would have represented in this offense. Because against uh, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. it felt like if they got Ramondre matched up on Okereke and linebacker, mm-hmm. they were trying to get the ball to Ramondre. That's where it really stood out to me of no James White type, no quick twitch type guy. Mm-hmm. And is that a part of hurting this offense where maybe if Ty Montgomery gets back. Like, I know they're going to run those swing routes to Ramondre, but there isn't that sort of checkmate guy, you know? the And, and you know this better than anybody, the Kevin Falk motions out, and here comes the middle linebacker of the Bills out there, and mm-hmm. down the field, 40 yards, touchdown, there we go. There's none of that going on. Well, and there's no motion either, which right. is still befuddling to me. Well, if you feel like that, if you have that guy that can win those matchups as a receiver, but then if you feel like your old line can't hold up, now you take those guys away because, like I said, those guys have to now chip. And and then I and then you got to factor in, okay, how good are the receivers? Are they getting the separation that they need where Mac feels comfortable to all right? take my chances and throw the ball to an area where I know either my guy's going to get it or nobody's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I I, I kind of look at Mac this year and he's not doing as well as he did le- uh, last year, and he looks super uncomfortable, but he's getting stuck. He's getting stuck on guys, right? And right. then that leads to him holding the ball mm-hmm. rather than him going, all right, that guy ain't there. Let me go somewhere else. If nobody's there, boom, hit my check down. Uh, uh, like Dan Olowski put up a, a video where – He's looking at a goal route on the backside, and Dan was trying to say how bad this offense is. But as soon as you realize that the goal route's not there, or you're not going to throw it, come to the Mac would come to the other side, and mm-hmm. he, you know, hit one of these guys, and he had a guy who was like third and four. He had a guy wide open, but it almost seems like Mac is he's starting to feel the pocket break down on him, so he gets nervous, and now he's like, all right. I'm stuck in this area, and I I don't have the confidence to go to my other side. Well, especially on third and long, he's waiting for routes to come open that aren't coming open. So you could, on third and 10, you could take the check down knowing that you're never going to convert the third down, whereas they have been, they, and I mean the coaches, have been very patient, I think, with him standing in the pocket waiting for things to come open, (laughs) and then you're to the chicken versus the egg. Whereas if Bill's not looking at it as a negative, 
what else is he seeing in terms of who is or isn't getting open and sort of what they're trying to ingrain in him, which, again, we're all still trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what in the world this whole move on offense was for, and that's what we're going to get into next. Maybe they'll figure it out during the bye week. Well, that's (laughs) the thing. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to figure out the how they go about doing that. You know, where do you start? Who changes who were maybe your best five up front, and the, the, when does it become blame Bill? Uh, because he said that many times during the preseason. We'll get to that all that with you on WEEI Football Sunday. Coming to you live from the Best Yet Brand Studios. We'll get into more of the offense next. Here's Ethan. He's ready to trend. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Week 10 of the NFL currently underway as the Seahawks and Buccaneers are currently playing in Munich, Germany. Buccaneers have the ball leading 7-0 with a little less than 12 minutes to go in that second quarter. Patriots off for the week with a bye and will be back in action next week against the New York Jets right here in Foxborough. In college football, the Boston College Eagles coming away with a massive 21-20 upset victory over the number 17 NC State Wolfpack. The UMass Minutemen falling to the Arkansas State Red Wolves 35-33 in a near comeback effort. And then a big shout out to the Holy Cross Crusaders reaching a big 10-0 on their season with a 36-29 victory over the Bryant Bulldogs. Celtics coming away with another victory yesterday, 117-108 over the Detroit Pistons. Jason Tatum having himself a big night with 43 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. And then your Boston Bruins continuing to roll with a 3-1 victory over the Buffalo Sabres, putting them at a league-best 13-2 on the season. I'm Ethan Hersadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEEI.com. How do you fix the offense? That's where we're going next on WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk rap game for a moment to tie it into sports. You know, there was a period of time where you just called Mace. 
and you threw them on the record, right? Mace. Right? And and you, you'd throw them on the record, and it'd be good. I think it was more Diddy. Yeah, Mace found the Lord. May, yeah. uh, well, Mace he did find on. the Lord. Yeah, no, no, he's back now. He's oh, back. Oh, that's right. Yes, he's yeah. back. Is was he, he a part of the Bad Boy Tour? I think my wife went and saw uh, that. Did he, they come rolling through here? He was originally, yeah, yeah. but then there was this whole issue with oh, okay. money with him and Diddy, and oh, now, now they're in a full-on beef mode. Oh, so no. we, we need a, a Mace to walk in down at Gillette Stadium to help yeah. fix things or try to make it better mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, this portion of WEEI Football Sunday is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Uh, so, bi-week offensive meetings, how does it begin, Keith? When Bill Belichick gathered, in fact, I would say the defensive coach is off this weekend. Offensive coach is probably meeting right now. So, you need to do the old compliment sandwich, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, you start out by saying, (laughs) all right, guys, we're five and four. Mm -hmm. Everything has sucked, though. And then you have to hit him with, you know, Ramondre Stevenson's having a career year. Well, so we have more games to get, fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not out of the way. We, we're, we're playing a team we already beat coming up and all this other stuff. But, no, they're they're a mess. And that's the problem is I think once we were, you know, go back to preseason and we knew they were changing up some of the offense and all that other stuff, you almost gave them a little bit of a grace period, right? I think if you're being fair, yeah. you'd say, all right, week one, two, three, four, it's probably not going to look as good mm-hmm. as five, six, seven, eight. Wow, that hasn't been the case. Now, wow. I, I understand there's a hiccup without Mac Jones, but right. even still, it's a lot of settling for field goals. It's a lot of you better get really good field position from the defense and the special teams or you're just not going to score. It's just as bad, if not worse, now than it was before. So how to fix it? I I don't know. I mean, you have a bright spot in Ramondre Stevenson, so you need mm-hmm. to really f- feature him. Right prominently but other than that we I don't really know where you go with this offense I don't think I think this offense is what it is like yeah. it, what, what's because it, it we that's why I was asking the questions like do you feel like personnel's the issue I think personnel's okay. an in issue some and, yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah and, and, and so personnel if personnel is part of your issue the, the thing the reason why I say this these are things that you can't change yeah no your personnel is your personnel the personnel is no a per- yeah. so if yeah. you think your personnel is a part of your issue you're not changing that. Did your coaching staff is part of the issue? You're not changing uh, yep, that. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. So how do you coach around it? Yeah. Right. Well, you, it, it's if it, they, the two things in coaching <laughs> is right. What do they always say? Hey, we don't have great personnel, but we have great coaching. Or we don't have great coaching, but we have great personnel. Yeah. You have kind of like. Isn't it no surprise? The defense is significantly better than the offense, and it's for both of those reasons. Right. I think we have more confidence in the coaching staff. Right. Even though everyone's like, oh, it's Bill's kid. All right, well, Bill's kid's been here a really long time. And Gerard And Gerard Mayo. Mayo. Yep. Right. And even Bill, right? Yeah. Like, who's more of a defensive guy. So, plus... Judon and you know sprinkling all these other guys that they have defensively. A good draft. It's a be- It's a uh, better. It's better personnel over there right. and better coaching. And wow, shockingly, it's performing a whole lot better offensively. How do you change it? Like, what do you? If you go back to the last nine weeks, what has really, really worked? And can you kind of emphasize that in the second half? I don't know if there's anything Nick besides Stevens' work. Right, your kicker. <laughs> right. right. But you ain't going to win many games like that. Fortunately for you, the rest of the league is down. Yes. That's the only. It's a good year to be five and four. Or are, the, or are the Patriots reflective of what is going on for a majority of teams across the NFL? Well, I think it, if you look at the majority, uh, if you look at the AFC, right, and you start to look at some of those teams, 
and you go, all right, like a team like the Chargers, why are they struggling? Well, they, their injuries is their issue because yeah. they have the personnel and they have the talent. Well, their defense has been bad. And, and you're right. Yeah. But well, you lose, you it's lo- also a third year that we've been saying that about the Chargers as well. Like right, if- but you lose Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. right? You bring over Khalil Mack and you think, okay, the Bosa mm-hmm. and Mack are going to change things. You bring in J.C. Jackson. He gets hurt. He wasn't really playing that well beforehand. But offensively, Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen, Justin games. Herbert yeah. has the – so then you start to look at some of those – Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati – Dealing with issues on line issues. Right. Right. line still stinks, and now Jamar Chase is out for a right. while. So yeah. So, yeah. but if you look at some of these teams and you go, okay, well they have some, they have some bright spots at the mm-hmm. personnel mm-hmm. side of it. You, where's your bright spot at personnel? Uh, defense, it's Matt Judon. Right, right. But I'm telling you, oh, on the offense, offensive side uh, of football, it's it's probably Stevenson. Your running back room is loaded, which you is mean? one of those things where you're like, all right, how many? Running backs. It's carry loaded. A team now. It's loaded to a point of. It's good, but it's not like your running back room is not like Tennessee or the Giants. Like you have a good running back in Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, but you don't have the best back in the league. Well, okay, I was going to say because um, uh, after Derrick Henry, who else in that Tennessee backfield jumps out? No, 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 no. one man. Record. No, no, no. Right. But, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. you don't have the Derrick Henry. You have Henry. a unicorn. No. You don't have. Although Stevenson might be a good. value brand version yeah. of he, it. He is a good player, but the problem is they don't. Like no, they, but the problem is they when, build when their offense around Derrick Henry, right? And when your very best players, your running back, you saw it for years in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, right? Guys, a stud. But if the rest of the offense is so right. bad, you can only do so much. But even in Carolina, like they built their offense around McCaffrey, yeah. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, Saquon yeah. Barkley. They're not building their offense around Ramondre Stevenson. And maybe they should. Maybe they or should. They, yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe they need to but, pivot but, and do that. Right, but maybe they should. Yeah, you don't get rid of Shaq Mason if you were building it around Ramondre Stevenson. Right, so that's so when I start to look at, like, you have a good running back, and I'm not knocking Ramondre mm. Stevenson. Mm. I just say they're not utilizing him. But he's the closest thing you have to a bright spot on offense. Right, but the yeah. only problem is you don't build around him. Yeah. So you might have him, because there'll be games where you'd be like, All right, where the hell did Ramondre go? Why are you not playing him? Like, you're not actively building your game plan around him. So that becomes the issue. And so now when you don't build it around this guy, you he might disappear for a couple games because you're trying to go in a different direction. Yeah, he's only had one game with 20 carries, right? So, like, right. to your point about some of these other guys, they really, the workload is through the roof. I think one of the biggest issues this team has that sort of flies under the radar is the negative plays, but more importantly, the first down negative plays. And it has been a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It's been quarterback. It's been offensive line. It's been play calling. It's been everything across the board. Yeah. And yet they haven't been able to figure that out. And that's where you that's where you land on play calling. And again, mm-hmm. the play caller is also the O-line coach. Probably too extended in terms of that. Mm-hmm. But not being able to clean those up to where you can at least be in this is crazy to say. Yeah. Second and 10 versus being in <laughs> yeah. second no, and 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And I would almost say of teams with a winning record in the league, I would bet you dollars to donuts. They have the most negative first down plays of all the all the teams with a winning I record. I mean, this, yeah. I, and I, you just get behind schedule. And then even if you had Brady and McDaniels, you're now... You know, you're 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 uh, you're in a canoe with one paddle, praying to God that you can you know outrun whatever's in the river that could eat you. Right, mm-hmm. but I think it's more or less like you said. 
All right. So negative plays, why do we have negative plays on first down, right? What do we – because I don't know if we really have an identity, right? So in order to kind of get those first – Well, there is that too. What's right. the identity? So in order to get those first – like last year we, we had this conversation with Josh McDaniels. We went through and we found the numbers. It's like basically 95% of the time on first down when they got the ball, they were running into the right with Damian Harris, mm-hmm. right? So that's your first down play. So when you start to look and go – all right, what are we? What are we on first down? We definitely gonna come out. We are gonna try to run the ball. Now, if we don't pick up, you know, four yards, now we're sitting in the position where you know we're in kind of a negative play on first down. Mm-hmm. But if your identity is well, we maybe want to throw the ball. Okay, if you want to throw the ball, if you're not picking up four or five yards, now you're second and seven, second and eight. So, so you're in a negative play. So, what's the identity of what you want to do on first down? Because every team does it. Oh, and every sure. every team is like, all right, here's what we're going to do on first down. Well, they also just have had so many penalties this year too, which seems like it's been a, uh, like they're not good enough to be able to overcome that. You know, so whether they're jumping off sides, no. whether they're holding guys, it's like that. All those Isaiah win penalties earlier in the year were almost twofold because like this team has such a little room for error. Where like every play they need to be pushing the ball forward, and when they're not, it's like all right. You're getting into third and long. The defense is not worried about anything that right. the Patriots are going to throw at them. Like, that's the other thing. I know Ty Laws talked about it with you guys, uh, Wiggy, about when you're game planning against the Patriots, that's, a, that's an easy night. Right. Like you're, not, you're not freaking out. There's so many good players and good offenses in this league, but you really don't have to be all that concerned about what the Patriots are going to run at you. And, 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 that's, and, and when you game plan, it also goes back to, who do we have to concern ourselves with, mm-hmm. right? So on the offensive side of the football, you get, okay, you probably say, all right, we got to make sure we keep an eye on Ramondre Stevenson. He's probably their best player. But everybody else, yeah. we, we could do what we want to do on the defensive side of the football versus if you flip it, like as an offensive player, if I'm going against New England, we need to know where Matthew Judon is every time. Mm-hmm. We need to know, and we got to make sure that we're game planning around him. Then that opens the door for other guys like Dedrick Wise. Well, if Dedrick Wise is playing, not only we got to know where um, Matthew Judon is, but now we need to know where Dedrick Wise is. And so that's yeah. kind of how you game plan for teams. So defensively, yeah, they, like Jacoby Myers. No, nah, yeah, fine. Yeah, Good nope. possession receiver. It's about Hunter it. Henry, no. John o. Smith. No, nope. nope. barely even noticed those guys. The quarterback. Nope. No. So, nope. so I think that's the the biggest thing. You lack the personnel. Yeah. And I think it's starting like last year I think you were able to hide some of that. Yeah. With just maybe the way Josh McDaniels had a comfort level for play calling right. and that kind of stuff. But now I think it's start, you're starting to be exposed in the sense where you lack the personnel on offense. Well, and that's what I, I we talked about it during the spring when they didn't really they went out and got Devontae Parker and that was about it, right? They everybody else was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And to me, the most important thing for this year was to determine whether or not Mac Jones was the guy or not. Like, that was right. the number one. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs, but even if they did, it might be a similar exit to last year. They needed to figure out if they had the guy, and there's so much crap all around them that I think it's still hard to know. Like, well, you, like how fair is it to grade him when he has below-average receivers, a below-average offensive line, one of the worst play callers in the league, like that that's hard to overcome. Well, the other thing that off of what you just mentioned there is why did they feel like they needed to move away from what they were doing? 
And that, that I, we've gotten no answer on that whatsoever. I and think no the evidence is... that the answer, and no evidence that that there was at least a question that Bill Belichick might have had an answer to. I think, yeah, you're. Right. I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's because they were hoping that everybody that comes into the offense, whether it be new guys this year or the new guys next year, the year after that, it'd be easier for them to pick up. But I also feel like it has to do with the rookie play caller like that's what i feel like is mm-hmm. a big is a big part mm-hmm. of this where they're like all right we don't really trust uh him to run the josh mcdaniels charlie weiss offense we think long term this is going to be better off and they probably knew it was going to be like a, a, a kind of tough early on bumpy bumpy but you thought maybe that's reserved for camp preseason first couple games not nine games into the season you're like uh, is it too late to switch back like i I don't think they anticipated this. Do you think, because I always bring this up, the offense looked like it looked more cohesive with Zappy, right? And and maybe it could be you dumbed it down or whatever. So do you ever look and go, well, we try to do more with Mac because we expect more from Mac. Oh, yes. yeah. That's a, right? definitely what it was. And, and they need to kind of maybe and, and then, bring that in a and, little. And, and do they, did they finally get to the point in the – the, like the bye week where they're mm-hmm. sitting there in a you know, coaches meeting going, you know, around the room and some guys going, maybe we just maybe Mac's not good enough to do more. So we have to bring it down on an offense, right? That that has to be the conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. You you know, some guys they have good rookie years and then you put more on their plate and you ask them to do more and then you find out they can't really right. handle that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, is would, it one of think, those things where they you think they're starting to see that he can't really handle that, especially when everything around them is not no, perfect it's to not the point. Set up to succeed, right? It isn't. No, uh, but you're right. But but that is sort of. It's not just we've seen nine games of a struggling Mac Jones. Like there right. was like the two games where Bailey Zappi. The two highest scoring games for the Patriots this year were when Bailey Zappi was the quarterback. Right, right. And so you can you know oh Detroit's defense sucks. Let's see whatever. Like that's just the the fact is the two highest scoring offensive games. Yep. Were with Bailey Zappi. So you got to look into what were you dialing up? What worked well for you in those games? Right. And why don't you apply that same kind of style to Mac Jones? And, I don't get it. And that's where you start to get back to the play caller, the five-man protections, yep. Yep. the getting into shotgun. So on first down this year, all right, so the Patriots have had 122 plays of first and 10. Okay. okay that's what they've run. Yep. They've run the ball 122 times on first and 10, 481 yards for 3.94 yards a carry. They've thrown the ball 89 times on first and 10 for 6.98 yards per play, which is 23rd, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, or no, sorry, 22nd. But how about this? Second down. In terms of the longer down and distances, they've had 12 plays where they've run it on second and 10. They've had nine plays where they've run it anywhere from second to 11 to 15. And they've had four plays where they've run it on second and 16 or longer. Conversely, they've had 24 passes on second and 10. They've had 18 passes on second, 11 through 15, mm-hmm. and they've thrown it twice on second and 16 or more. The fact those numbers on on those second down and 10 or more, I mean that that there's no bigger indicator that your offense is broken 
And that's where it's up to Bill Belichick to try to figure it out. And, guys, let's go back to the summer when Bill Belichick talked about if this doesn't work, put it on me. Here's Bill Belichick, I do believe, from July of this year during camp. Yeah, uh, look, I'm the head coach. Ultimately, I'm responsible for everything, so just leave it at that. That's what it is. That's him. And Bill Bill has said, so is he the one to fix it? He's going to have to be. Right? Because does anybody trust Matt Patricia to fix it? And again, it's easy to pile on right. Matt Patricia, but he's also asked to do two things he's never done. Right. And these are two major issues that the team is having right now. So I don't expect him to turn around the offensive line or the offensive play calling. So if Bill said, hey, all eyes are on me, I'm the one that hired him, I'm the one who hired Joe Judge, I put him in roles that they're not familiar with at all, then yeah, it has to be on Bill Belichick. But. As much as he is clearly a both sides of the football coach, Bill mm-hmm. is still very much the defensive genius. He hasn't been asked to fix an offense before. Right. So this would be a first. Yeah, right. We just sort of went over right. everything he's up against. Like how yeah, how do you You know fix what you it? need to do? You need to have Bill game plan against the offense. He'd be able you to do it pretty the, easily. Right. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. And there's where it starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's because you're right. Is Bill an offensive genius? No. But what he can do is look at it through the eyes of a defense and say, here are the tendencies, here are the trends, here's where I would attack. Now how do we turn around and go fix those? And that's, to me, the 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 most seamless way mm-hmm. that he can have an impact. Well, uh, I, I would or, just say. Uh, minus play, moving people out of certain positions, I would just say, which we know ain't happening. Play to your personnel. You don't have the ability to to throw down the field. Wiggs, isn't that what yeah. we always heard about with Bill that he was great at? Mm-hmm. He coaches to the talent that he has. Well, I think maybe this is enough, and and it all it it starts at your quarterback. Maybe this is enough to go. Okay, the guy that we have at quarterback is a little bit better than average, right? So we got to keep it real simple. We know he don't have the ability to throw downfield. He don't have the ability to go through a bunch of different reads. We got to keep it basic for him, and that's it. We got to run the football and play great defense. But even though there'll be times where they run the football, they play great defense, and the defense gives them balls and field position, now it's just your your offense. I think it's your start, you know, you would think you start to look at it and go, our offense is just not good enough across the board. Our quarterback isn't. Our receivers aren't. It's just not good enough across the board to be able to go out there and be like, all right, they're going to go out there and score 30 points. So I think what you have to do is you have to look back at some of the other teams that have had really good defenses and bad offenses. Yes. And I know it's harder to win now than it was in years past because of the rules and there is just going to be more points. But the bottom line is for the offense, it's not going to be exciting, but you can't turn it over right. and you can't commit penalties and right. you're just going to play it that way and you're probably going to punt a lot but take advantage of the good field position you got the kicker that's going to make it again it's not ideal there's going to be more things to fix in the offseason but that's probably their best bet don't lose the game right? get, let the, get de- to let 21 the defense, or 24 yep, and let the defense do what they do right. and obviously there's going to be more pressure on them but so be it that's right. that's kind of the way it is and stop running the ball 30 yep. times a yep. game you I know to so. give it to Ramondre 25 to 30 yeah. times a game and say let's see if that's he it. can be our Derrick Henry, our Saquon Barkley. Let's see if he could be our bell cow. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Mac, you're going to be the ultimate game manager passenger. 
We're not going to ask you to throw. If we got to ask you to throw the ball more than 22 to 25 times yeah, a game, we're screwed. Killed, right? Well, it's how they go about throwing the ball. Is well, it just, getting out quick or is it they're going to have them stand there on third and no, 10 when no one gets open? I would put them in shotgun, five wide receivers, and spit the ball out quick. I wouldn't even put because seven man protection tells me now we have to take deeper shots downfield. Right. So I would say the hell with that. Five man protection. You ain't gonna have a route that goes longer. You might have one route that goes longer than you know, it's a deep route, and you'll know when to throw that because the coverage will dictate that. But everything else will be under fifteen yards. All right, your fantasy team is probably a mess going into week ten. We'll get you updated on Seattle and Tampa, the latest from there. And uh, the buzz on the injuries as you are trying to set either your daily or weekly fantasy lineups next on WEEI Football Sunday. We do have a lot going on in the NFL this week. We will uh, get through some of that coming up here on WEEI Football Sunday. But it's also a, a wild week on the field as well. So as we uh, touch on some of the fantasy issues that we'll be keeping an eye on for uh, 1130, apparently Josh Allen, according to Ian Rappaport, is in line to start. Yeah, how about that? Now, what does that exactly mean? Well, he's, he's in line to start, but... I can't imagine he's active and doesn't play. Right. Like, I don't think you're like, oh, he's the oh, emergency yeah. guy, right? But like, it's he's what, how, can, how well how effectively it's... Yeah, be? Like, I know. What do they do with the guy? Start him and you see what he can do. And see if he can't do. do anything, you pull him. Yeah. I mean, the elbow that, blows out. I mean, see you Sean later. McDermott this week was saying he was hour by hour and mm-hmm. wouldn't even confirm that he threw a pass at practice. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to start... Against the Minnesota Vikings, right? Which obviously game of the week, one of the games of the year, really. And uh, on a bad slate, this one stands out. How, how pissed are all the primetime networks that this is a one o'clock game? Oh my god! Like, how the hell did this one slip by? Nobody was able to get this one. But well, because they figured the Vikings would be four and five, yeah, maybe. like they normally are. Yeah, and so yeah, so Josh Allen, because that's the big question right now. Because it still looks like with all the mediocre play, and even though they lost recently. Bills Chiefs in the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. If it's not Bills Chiefs, something went awry. There's either a big upset or a big injury, but that big injury could be Josh Allen. So how does he kind of navigate the rest of the season dealing with a bad elbow? Well, it, it, and I thought I saw this before. He's had this injury in the past. Yeah, was it 2018? 2018 is yeah. rookie year, I do believe, missed four games. Right, so if he kind of knows what it is, like if he's yeah. had it before, he probably kind of knows what his limitations are, what you know, how it feels ver- versus now and then. So I think maybe that might be part of yeah. the the decision on whether or not you know they should activate him. How they how he feels? They probably know kind of where he can go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's obviously the only other team when I when I look at the AFC that potentially could compete on the level of maybe Bills Chiefs is and I you know Sean will love this is the Ravens and yeah. the only reason why I say that is because I think Lamar is the type of guy that can go blow for blow uh-huh. with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Now he hasn't proven it in the postseason. No, but. Really, Josh Allen didn't prove it till last year. So. Yeah, no, I, I like the Ravens as the, as that third team. They've had three really close losses where you could kind of look more at like Harbaugh, surprisingly, right. who I think is a good coach, and kind of question how they finish those games. But yeah, they're on but that you're list. right. It is Bills, Chiefs, and then maybe the Ravens yeah. are you know maybe a couple arm lengths away. 
But if right. both Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen are healthy. But this, the, this division is so much better than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. the AFC East, mm-hmm. where if Josh Allen missed a bunch of games, like, well, the Dolphins and Jets are right behind it. They're like breathing right. down their necks, and they both have head-to-head wins against them already. Right. But if Allen ends up playing, and even if he's you know eighty percent of Josh Allen, I think they'll they'll probably be fine. Well, what about the Titans who are apparently going to put Ryan Tannehill back in the starting lineup? There you go. This yeah, week. So they you will... go from throwing it you know for sixty yards to a hundred yards. Yeah. like it's not it's still going to be the Derrick Henry were, show. They were better off with Malik Willis because at least he gave you the element of all right. We can't just focus on mm-hmm. Derrick Henry running the football because he can run the ball. He threw for fifty five yards right, when right. they beat Houston, and then he threw for eighty yards in the loss to Kansas City. Yeah, they need Tannehill back to make that offense better. And defensively, they're among the, like, the reason I don't count out the Titans completely is they're the one team that gives Kansas City fits on offense. I, yeah. I mean, no, their they, defense yep. is matched up very well. And if you have a dinged up, like if Josh Allen is going to be nursing the elbow all year long, to me, that, that sort of lowers that offense to a point to mm-hmm. where the Titans might be able to slow them down a little bit. If they can handle Kansas City, you would think with a ding Josh Allen, they should be able to at least compete against Buffalo. Them trading A.J. Brown is the dumbest trade right. in the in the last couple seasons because they didn't really – I guess they brought in Robert Woods, but he hasn't done anything. And their rookies – Brown's a stud. Oh, yeah, they're uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah. Useless. I think he's like – this he's is like his first year. game. But back. he looks like a Greek god, according he, to Shime. He has a oh, great – Oh, Burks does? Oh, great body, according yeah, to he's missed. I think he's missed half the games, but either way. Yeah, he's right. been hurt. A.J. Brown's a stud. You right. put him on Philly. You give them that threat of the pass. He can, he can catch the ball in traffic. I don't really understand that one for, for Tennessee. So now you're putting all the pressure on Derrick Henry. You right. don't even have that outside threat. And they're one of those teams where five and three, and you're thinking maybe they're kind of shaping into form, but they've all their wins are against like garbage teams. Right. Which again, well, the I was NFL just gonna say welcome to the teams. NFL it's, this it year. You but know? then Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Giants are their three losses. So I think they're they're clearly going to win that division, and then I think their first playoff game they're going to lose. Right. We've got uh, Kenny Galladay is questionable with a knee injury. Looks like Matt Stafford dealing with a concussion is believed to be a long shot to play. Ooh. So that means uh, John Wolford will get the start. Yep. All right. Uh, it can't be much worse than what Stafford's yeah, done this year. Yeah, the Rams, Rams think, offense. Talk that about is, a team that, that you you like. Whoa, what, yeah. what happened to the Rams? It's a mess. Uh Brandon Cooks had his captaincy stripped from him with the Texans hmm. yesterday. Well, he had those comments after the deadline, right, about like how he wants to win or whatever. Yeah. And like he was kind of pit. I thought he was going to get traded. I don't know why they hung on to him. Yeah, I don't think anybody going. offered anything. Well, I think that I, that might have been the issue. Zeke Elliott, I guess, is going to test his knee this morning. He is a true game time decision. Uh, and it looks like uh, Calamari will not be playing for Arizona today in that game against the uh, in that game against the Rams. They play the Rams, I do believe, correct? Arizona and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be the backup bowl there Yikes. in uh, Arizona. Yeah. And there is uh, more to get to. Um, Josh Allen, as we mentioned, uh, just trying to scroll through real quick here and to see the Bills are not elevating Matt Barkley. Oh, and how about this? The Titans activated Traylon Burks off the uh, IR. There you go. Get him back out there. So uh, we'll we'll uh, see what happens there. As we roll into hour two of WEEI Football Sunday, this is normally where we talk to our friend Tom Curran. However, he is on a plane coming back from California. 
Keith mentioned the AFC East is pretty, pretty, pretty good. We'll break down the AFC East next on WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.